Good morning and welcome to Groveport United Methodist Church. I'm glad you are all with us today. My name is Mark Salva and I'll be your worship guide. I have just a few announcements. Um, right after church today, there's a ministry table meeting for about five minutes after the service. So if you're involved in that, please stick around for the little meeting. And then also on November 10th, we have a cleanup day for here at the church. That's to get the inside of the church cleaned and ready for Christmas decorations. And if anyone would like to help with decorating the church, we would really appreciate it. And then also um, uh, the food pantry on November 9th. Uh, everyone did great the other day, but Andrew told me that he needs more men. We need some muscle. So, you know, if you guys want to eat your Wheaties that day and come and help on November 9th, Andrew would really appreciate it. And if you could get a hold of Andrew Nimbley or Susan uh, Bush, that would be great to let them know if you could help out. Also, next Sunday, we have a, a Veterans Sunday, November 12th, to honor our veterans. And we are collecting uh, men's clothing, all sizes. You can see the bulletin for the items that uh, we need, but there's boxes at each entrance of the church here. And if there's any donations that you could do, that would be great. Uh, Please join me. Let us read together the breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. Please quiet your hearts for the prelude and the lighting of the altar candles.
Let us read responsibly the call to worship. Our hearts are filled with joy when we think of those who have framed our faith. We appreciate all those who have taught us the great lessons of faith and life. We offer our love and support to those who labor diligently in the world, helping those in need. We give our substance, our prayers, and our support to their work. Lord, encourage us in our work that we might bear witness to your love. Keep us ready to serve you in all we say and do. Amen. Please join us in the second uh, hymn this morning. God of new beginnings, wipe away our tears that we may come before your throne with hearts full of song and with souls on fire. Help us to live as those who are prepared to die so when our time to depart comes, we may go forth as those who are prepared to live. Whether living or dying, O Lord, our hearts will always belong to you. Amen. The first scripture reading is from Revelations 21, chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will draw with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them 
and be with their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for those words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This morning, we are remembering those persons who have been a part of our church family, who have run their race and are now safely at home with the Lord. I would invite you to join with me in this remembrance. Uh, the words for our liturgy will be on the, the screen behind me. And when we get to the section where we read the names of, of those who have passed in this last year, I would invite those who are family members, those who were friends, those whose life has been touched by these individuals, that as their name is read, if you would stand in remembrance and in honor. Let us now remember the saints. For all the saints who have gone before us, God, we give thanks for our ancestors in the faith. For all the saints who have been beloved to us. For all the saints who have left us too soon. For all the saints who have exemplified the faithful life. On this day, we name those from our congregation who have passed from our midst this past year. John Rowe. Barbara Shirley. Charlotte Barker.
Anna Hall. Annabelle Goodman. Jack Osborne. For all the saints, God, we give thanks to you. On earth and heaven, we are one. We are your children. We thank you for those who have gone before us. May we forgive those whom we did not have an opportunity to forgive. May we know that we are forgiven of our own sins. And may we know that we are loved by the same God from this life into eternity. In the name of Jesus Christ, who lived and who died and who lives eternally. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for the sacrifices made by those who have gone before us. May we walk wisely in their examples of faith, dedication, worship, and love. We commit to continue their legacy of walking in the way. May new generations find us worthy to be called saints in your kingdom. In the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
After the service, I would invite each of the families of, of those dear saints that we name to uh, take one of the candles home with them as a reflection and a way of remembering what their loved one meant, not just to them, but to this congregation. Thank you. And now is the time in which we can share with one another and bring before the Lord our joys and concerns. If you have a prayer concern, I would invite you to write that on your uh, blue slip that's there in your worship bulletin, and you can put that in the uh, offering plate as it comes by, and our prayer team will be sure to pray for you this week. Um, if you are watching at home or during the week, if you have a prayer request, uh, you can email that to prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, you can also uh, give us a call. Or uh, you can even, and I know this sounds so year 2000, you can drop us a letter. <laughs> the mailman still comes every single day. I invite you now to be in an attitude of prayer. before the Lord in prayer, if you feel the desire, the need to be prayed for, you are invited to come to the rail. Let us pray. Lord of all time, on this day in which we honor those who have died in the faith. Help us to be worthy descendants of those who have come before us, who have walked in your ways, who have tried to live a life of love and peace, 
welcome. Help us to honor the memory of those now gone by imitating the works of Christ in all of our activities. Lord, we know that through the blood and resurrection of Christ, our sins are forgiven. Hope reigns in the face of death. It is with that hope that we come before you this day with our concerns, our joys, our questions. Lord, we raise to you this day Jim Meredith, who is currently in the hospital. And we pray for your healing hand to be upon him as he recovers from an infection. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we we pray for all of those who are recovering from recent surgery. In particular, Lord, we raise to you Paul and Gary, Leanna and Monty, Kenny and Bart and Tony. Surround them with your comfort and care. Allow healing to take place. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for each of those who are undergoing cancer treatments. In particular, we pray for Susie and Tom. Susan, Joyce, and for Cheryl. We pray for Betty and Lori and Trent. For Alyssa's friend and for Odell's aunt. For each of those battling cancer, we, we pray that their treatments will be effective and their side effects mild. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for Sharon, who is currently in hospice care. Help her final days here to be ones of peace. Lord, in your mercy. And 
Lord, we pray for those who are venturing into new territories, such as starting families and purchasing homes. And we ask for your blessings upon all of the new adventures that we are getting ready to undertake. Lord, in your mercy. And, of, and Lord, we, we pray for peace, especially in Israel. We also remember the upcoming election in Liberia and pray for uh, a stable and, and peaceful election, as well as we pray for our coming election on Tuesday that you will guide us as we make our choices. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we especially remember this day, uh, Quentin. Quentin, as you know, Lord, was our organist for a number of years, and he lost both his dad and, and stepmothers with or stepmother within a day. So we, we pray for Quentin as he goes through this time of grief and loss. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we now silently raise to you those things on our hearts this day. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this church. We thank you for one another. We can never, ever repay you for all that you have done for us. So with hearts filled with joy, we now raise to you that simple prayer that Jesus taught us so very long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, this morning, we are not going to be having a children's moment, so if any of the kids uh, in grades one through six would like to attend a junior church, uh, now is the time for you to make your escape. It's now the time in our service where God gives us so much in our lives we do not know sometimes and take a, not advantage, but we just don't really appreciate everything that God has given us. This is a time in the service where we can give back a little bit so that we can spread his word throughout this world. 
to let everyone else know how much God loves them. You can do that in three ways. You can go to a, via the Ezekiel app and donate that way. You can also visit the church website, grovepointunitedmethodist.org, or you can also send a check the old way through the mail to the church of 512 Main Street in Groveport. And also at the back of the church, there is an offering plate. And at this time, we're going to call the ushers forward to collect our tithes and gifts.
shepherd of love, transform these gifts into nourishment for the hungry of the world. May they offer shelter from the storms of life. May they bring kindness and compassion to the lost and the lonely. Transform us even as you transform these gifts, that we might be your hands and feet in the world. Amen. You may be seated. The second scripture reading is from John chapter 11, verses 32 through 44. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would have not died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit in trouble. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see the Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man and have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that this, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe in you that you have sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Scripture. Thank you for your gift of your word. Amen. You know, when you're a pastor, there are a few things you expect to do. One of them is you expect to have to work on Sunday mornings. 
You laugh, but it's actually in the job description. <laughs> you expect that you'll do a few weddings, and you know that you'll do quite a few funerals. I've done a number of funerals in my time, some big, others small. I've done funerals by gravesides and blowing blizzard-like conditions to funerals and churches and my own church that I was serving, other people's churches, funeral homes. I've seen a lot of things. For instance, I went to a, or I, I, I was part of a funeral where the guest of honor got lost on the way to the cemetery. That's hard to do. But the, uh, it, it was a little cemetery out in the middle of nowhere, uh, out in the middle of the country, and the little escort guy on the, the motorcycle, I always call them kamikazes because they scare me to death. Boy, they just... Well, he didn't know where he was going, and he missed a turn, and the hearse is following him. And unfortunately, the uh, uh, husband of the deceased knew where he was going, and he jammed on his brakes, stopped everyone, and led, led all of us into the graveyard or, or into the cemetery, and then we had to wait for uh, the hearse to, to eventually show up with the uh, um, um, person of the hour. So um, that was fun. I've had funerals where people have asked me to take pictures in front of the, the uh, or, or pictures with the deceased. I've done all kinds of funerals, but one funeral that I have never done is where the person who was the guest of honor got up and walked away. <laughs> and I kind of thank the Lord for that because I think I probably would just, that would be the end of me. But that's what happens in our gospel reading this morning. It comes to us from the gospel of John. And only the gospel of John has this story in it. And I, I love this story for many, many reasons. For one, I love these personal stories of Jesus. Because it really brings home the humanity of Jesus. When we learn that Jesus had three close friends. They were siblings. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And they lived just outside of Jerusalem in a little town called Bethany. And one day, Lazarus gets sick. And his sisters call for Jesus. They say, Jesus, come right away. Lazarus is sick. Because they knew that Jesus could do something about it. They've seen Jesus. They'd seen Jesus heal the sick. And so they call for Jesus, but Jesus doesn't come right away. He waits a couple of days. And by the time he arrives in Bethany with the disciples, it's too late. Lazarus is dead. Mary goes up to Jesus, and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
I mean, that's a pretty strong statement to make, isn't it? Jesus, if you had come when I called you, my brother would still be alive. And what this reminds me is that sometimes we feel the same as Mary when tragedy strikes, don't we? When our loved one is diagnosed with cancer, we sometimes shout to the sky, Jesus, why didn't you do something about this? Or our loved one suddenly passes away from a heart attack. We say, Jesus, why did you allow this to happen? Where were you? I counted on you and you weren't here. What this verse tells me is that when we do that, we are in good company. Remember when I was in seminary, I had a, a Bible professor tell us this. When we blame God for the tragedies of this world, when we cry out to God, when our heart is breaking, it's okay because God can handle it. Jesus can handle it. See, Jesus wasn't offended. Jesus didn't go, uh, Mary, you need to take a couple steps back. Or, Mary, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm -hmm. I pay attention to memes on social media. I guess I do. But Jesus didn't say that, did he? What did he do? He cried. He wept. He wept with his friends, Mary and Martha, and he told them it was okay. It was okay to grieve the loss of Lazarus. It was okay to feel the emotions that they were feeling. It was okay to shout out and to blame him because he knew it was part of the process. And he also knew that this was going to serve as an opportunity for everyone to see the glory of God. After Jesus had wept over the death of Lazarus, he prays and he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing right here, that they may believe that you sent me. And then he brings them all to the tomb where Lazarus had been for several days. And he orders that the big stone in front of that tomb be picked up and, and, and rolled away. And I love the answer he gets. Uh, Jesus, I don't think that's such a good idea. He's been in there a couple of days, and it's going to stink. And Jesus, I'm sure he chuckled to himself, because he knew, but everyone else didn't. And that's this. 
with God, anything is possible. And our expectations of what is possible are often blown right out the window. And so they roll that stone back and Jesus, he orders Lazarus to come out. And Lazarus does. He comes out and he's still wrapped in the burial cloths and he, he, he shouts to those around him, quickly go and untie him and let him go. See, Jesus called forth Lazarus and freed him from all of those things that were binding him, from those cloths to death. And what this story, I think, is meant to tell us is that there is nothing in this world that can bind us that Jesus can't break. Nothing in the world can bind us. And there's all kinds of things that bind us up in this world. Things such as fear, things such as addiction, things such as grief, things such as hatred, an unforgiving heart. The list can go on and on, even death. But no matter what it is that's binding us, Jesus can break it if we only believe. Jesus can unbind us from anything that is robbing us of the gift of hope. My friends, leave here today knowing that with Jesus there is hope. There is hope for a new beginning. There is hope for mended hearts. There is hope for forgiveness, for peace, for purpose. With Jesus, there is hope. With Jesus, hope becomes a matter of life. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. And as we remember those who have left us this year, we ask for your hope to surround each person here today and especially to surround those who are grieving the recent loss of a loved one. Bring us hope in its many forms, we pray. Amen. This morning, we will be sharing in Holy Communion together. We will be taking communion in our seats, which means that very shortly, uh, 
The ushers will come forward and they will then pass out to you a tray containing the bread. You'll be asked to take a small piece of bread and to hold that bread until all has been served. And then we will take that element together. After that, uh, a small tray containing uh, the cups of juice will be passed to you. You will then take those cups, hold that cup until all have been served, and then we'll take that element together. We, of course, practice open communion, which means that anyone who feels led by God is invited and encouraged to participate. I invite you now to join me in the great thanksgiving, which will be found on the screen behind me. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so, with the people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering and death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ.
we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those who we name before you in our hearts. John Rowe, Barbara Shirley, Charlotte Barker, Anna Hall, Annabelle Goodman, Jack Osborne. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, O honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. My friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ shed for you. All is now ready. I'd like to invite those who will be helping to serve communion to come forward. And for us to be and an attitude of prayerful reflection.
of Christ broken for you. Take and eat.
this is the blood of Christ shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for giving us new life through Jesus. Help this time to be one of renewal for us, for our church, for our world. We pray all of this in the name of Christ. Amen. I invite you now to stand and let's join together in our closing hymn.
not be afraid to witness to the love of God through Jesus Christ. Go in peace, knowing that God's peace and love goes with you. Amen.